Paychecks in the Office listeners. You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. What's up, everyone? It's Chicks in the Office with Rhea and Fran, giving you that Friday energy on a Friday. And boy, am I pumped the heck up, Francesca. Yeah. I'm pumped the heck up. Want to know why? Because you're a shore rat. And you're coming with me. <laughs> to your place. Yeah. And I'm just for one fucking <laughs> excited. Because I just thought you would want nothing to do with going to the house with all the people we work with. Like, I just, that's just not your thing. Yeah. And so inviting you of course crossed my mind but i was like there's no way she would want to go all of a sudden franny pops in i, I like, invited I myself come thursday night and i could not be happier yeah. like i it was like a sense of relief i was like oh <laughs> home you know well at first i was like damn nobody's inviting me like i is, is because this you, is this the reputation i have now you very that, like, much put off the energy i was like you nobody yeah. nobody is gonna invite me and, <laughs> and i was just invited myself you give so. off the energy that you want nothing to do with it so well this is the thing you guys go for the whole weekend like i i'm not gonna stay for the whole weekend yes however for one night well, absolutely yeah so i am pumped the heck up i think it's gonna be an awesome time and yeah i'm a shore rat now you are a shore rat i am going to the actual jersey shore house this weekend like the house i'm very excited for you i've only ever walked past it outside we drove past it last time we were there yeah I'm going inside and we will be filming some stuff in there yeah. and I can't wait to come back on Sunday and talk about how it actually was. Yeah. But for now, just know that we will be going and I am so excited about it. I hope. What are your expectations on it? Low. Well, I, I have okay. very low expectations. <laughs> I'm just excited in general. I know that it's yeah. not going to be like I'm going to walk in and it's be like, whoa, this is yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I know what we're getting ourselves into. It's just going to be cool to be able to be like, we filmed some stuff in the Jersey Shore house. Yes. Absolutely. So I'm pumped and about I, And that. I think there's like relics in there still that are just like, you're yeah. like, oh. Like the duck phone. Yeah, yeah. Things you just like want to touch. Exactly. Oh, they touch this. I want to touch it. Yeah, you just touch it. It just feels like you're, it's like a time machine. I feel like that place is kind of like a time machine. Exactly. You just walk in and feel like, whoa. Right. So how are you doing? What are, what are you it's feeling about it? Are you pumped the heck up? I'm excited. Um... I have had like such a nice week of just catching up on TV. <laughs> like I just had not watched TV for a while and every day after work I just went home and fucking binged all night long. We just watched I caught up on all of Love Island, UK, almost up to date on US. And then I got a I'm trying to decide where I go next. Like, I think I got to watch Sex Life. You do have to watch Sex Life. I haven't watched it yet. I will say this. And this only. Did you finish Sex Life? I didn't finish it yet. I saw the dick. Yeah. I got got to the dick episode. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Wild. Something else. I've I've seen it. That part I have already seen without even watching the show just from from social media. So. Yeah. It was, uh, it was crazy, but good show. Horny show. Did you guys watch the, The Gossip Girl? No, one. no, we still have to do I, that. I too. watched. I watched. You it. watched it. I, I'm. I was curious. Yeah. yeah. No. I, what did are you, you think? Just ahead of us. Uh, my, my friend said it was god awful. Really? I yeah. didn't think it was god awful. It's just like so 
much more serious like yeah and it's shot it's shot like it looks good like yeah 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 um but <laughs> yeah like producer the technical cinematographer over there awesome. no honestly it is like it's shot very well and like looks legit but uh yeah I, no. my friends that i've watched it said that it's weird really because bad. they're like so like they're referencing the actual show like so much and like the characters and everything oh. from the old show like as if they're like these legends they're like oh what would blair and blah 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 do like it's kind of weird, but that is I don't interesting. Know if I love interesting. that, interesting. I'm very, look still intrigued, still gonna watch it, but it's just once I get into like once we get into Love Island mode, it's there's one episode a night. It's like I go home and there's something new I gotta watch. And I do did say that I did see that a lot of people have been thinking U.S. has already been better than U.K. this season. U.K. moved very slow at the beginning. I haven't watched. I gotta catch up. And it's picked back up, I will say. I'm I'm up to date on UK. And if you are watching on Hulu and you're vol- I think there's only like three episodes up on Hulu right now. Um, and you're kind of like, what's what's happening here? It does get better. Because I thought that I was like, what's going on here? Like, I, I'm not like really liking these people as much. Mm-hmm. The girls seemed OK. But the the boys like did, none of them really like they're all very handsome, obviously. But there's no pizzazz yeah there's no, no like funny guy like there's no yeah. i'm like where's the laughs where's the like there's no we got so spoiled with season five with tommy yeah, Fury know, and curtis and all those guys had such big personalities that yeah we got spoiled but speaking of tv the outer bank season two trailer was released and that shit looks awesome i had so excited i had chills throughout my entire body throughout the entire trailer i can't wait yeah i'm so excited and to just tease a little bit we have some we fucking do cool ass merch coming out for outer bank season two yeah we really do i'm excited about it and it should be launching soon it will launch before the show comes out yeah. so people can get it fast so you can sit in your shirts while you watch the second season oh i will be i am so excited there's really not much to say besides it looks awesome i know it really i can't even describe it there was just so much happening <laughs> like it was just non-stop action i can't even tell you i love trailers like that because it's just so heavy hitting it's like i uh, after the minute and a half's over you're like i don't even know what i would just i just watched i'm like what even happens i don't know <laughs> i'm happy I think that's about good that because lots yeah. of times exactly. trailers like ruin it for you they like share too much yeah no exactly that's what i'm saying like, like this yeah. one ended and you're like holy fuck that looks awesome and yet you it didn't give anything away that's well, that's what i was gonna say like i'm glad i have no hint as to what's gonna happen i'm really glad to see rafe is off his fucking rocker <laughs> still though like that gets me excited that kid just being yeah out of his mind Happy Wait, to see that's in the, the trailer. What's the dad's name again? The Ward. Cra- Ward. Oh, yeah, that guy's crazy. When I saw him again, I'm not, I forgot. Like, oh, I have chills. I'm so excited. I feel excited. like Ward's, uh, Ward's wife is like feels like she's getting more involved. I mean, I'm excited. She, she had a I, very I, minimal role yeah, last time, yeah. so good for her. <laughs> um, we only are two weeks away. Two weeks right? away. Yeah. Yeah, two weeks. Oh, Ooh. fuck yeah. Yes. All right. So excited. Let's get into the topics for today's episode. We got a Hailey Bieber, Justin Bieber TikTok that went viral because people thought that Justin Bieber was yelling at Hailey Mm -hmm. in public. Jason Sudeikis' GQ interview. Megan Fox talked about her and MGK going to the jungle to take drugs together. We have a very weird story between Millie Bobby Brown and a very creepy TikToker. And we will also be discussing Britney Spears. She was appointed her lawyer. But we also have Tess Barker and Barbara gray who they were at the forefront of the free britney movement they have the toxic britney spears podcast and we talk britney's gram yeah we talk all about britney spears with them so we are going to get started with Haley bieber 
and Justin Bieber. If you listen to this podcast, then you know Fran and I love keeping up with our vitamins. We want to make sure we're healthy and ready to go, especially during the summertime. We do not want to be felt like we are pulled down and we are taken care of with care of. Their vitamins are the best. It's all about being personalized to you. You go online to takecareof.com. You fill out the quiz and they make sure that you are getting the vitamins that you need. I take fish oil every day. I take vitamin D. I take iron. These are things that they decided throughout my quiz that they thought that I needed. So it's like, do you want to improve your hair, your skin, your nails, your your diet, your gut health, yep, things gut like health. that is very important and care of figures that out for you. So right now, our listeners can get 50% off your first care of order if you go to takecareof.com and enter code CITO50. Once again, that's 50% off your first care of order if you go to takecareof.com and enter code 50. Remember, it's an online in-depth quiz and it makes you, you know, instead of like going to the store and being like, oh, which vitamins do I want? I'm just, I've heard this one is good. I've heard that one is good. Care of decides for you what is good to your routine, comes individually wrapped with your name on it. It's beautiful. It's perfect. It's cute. So once again, go to takecareof.com, use code CITO50, and you will get 50% off your first order. So this TikTok went viral this past weekend. Justin Bieber, Hailey Bieber, they're walking. They have their whole entourage behind them, security. And Justin's turned towards Hailey, and he seems like he, it looks like he's yelling at her, but right. And people th- blew this out of proportion and went crazy viral. People said Haley's being abused. Justin hates Haley. This yeah. whole narrative. I was so confused by this because does anybody ever has anyone ever met a passionate talker? Like yeah, I'm just it, so it, look, confused why people immediately thought that Justin Bieber would be yelling at Haley well, Bieber can, in public like that. I can imagine. Like, well, I'm sure they get into a fight. So I'm yeah, sure they yeah, argue, yeah. but like in it public, it wasn't like hard that. to draw that conclusion from that video, though. But also, that's like she, a very he, common thing on TikTok of like, look at the way Bieber's treating. Like, yes, there's yes, so many yes, of those videos yes. that come they out. They want they ha- jump to conclusions about it big time. No, they want people to. They want. Haley and Justin's relationship to be terrible and that Justin actually hates Haley and right, that right, he really right. wants to be with Selena still right. to this day. Yeah. So they see this video and they're like, oh, he's abusing her. Yeah. It, it's like a th- three, four second clip. It's so quick and then it's like, you don't see a- after, like you don't see before. It's like they're turning a corner and you see it and then the, then it ends. And there, it, of course it blew up. Everyone was saying that he was yelling at her and then there were tweets um, from people who claimed to have seen it or whatever that said that he had just gone off stage and he did this performance and his adrenaline was pumping and he was just like loud and, and bringing his energy from the stage and talking and just like energetic and ready to like get on with the night, which is probably more of what was going or on. I could also see him being like, Maybe something went wrong with the, like the concert, and he's like, "What the fuck?" Like, and he's telling her right, what right, happened. Right, right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There, are people just it doesn't mean it was totally directed at her. Exactly. I'm like, what is wrong with people? Do they not have their own lives where these things happen? Like, say yeah. something bad happened to me, and I came in this room and I told you guys what happened. I would look like Justin, but I'm not yelling at you guys. Yeah. Or just talking in general. Like, it's it to me. It was just a crazy overreaction because people want there to be something wrong with their relationship and it's sad that they even have to address like no my husband was not screaming at me in public <laughs> i know I, I also would as- assume you never know but i also would just think that like there are so many people around them they're in a public place like if he was screaming at her 
I don't think he would have choose like have uh, picked like the hallway of like a Vegas club hotel to to do this. Have you? How often do you see couples, celebrity couples, yell at each other in public? Never. It is very rare because they know to yeah. only do that. Yeah. Behind closed doors. Justin and Haley do wear their emotions on their sleeves. Think about it. Remember those pictures from oh, the crying. Brooklyn? The crying pictures. Like they, they, it do, does feel like they are open with their feelings regardless of if they think they're being watched or not. However, this was such a short clip to make that assumption is crazy. And Haley did post on her Instagram story like, it was a great weekend, full of love, no negativity, all good. It is weird that she even has to address it, but I yeah. get why she would, because obviously when you see everyone saying that your husband's abusing you yeah. all over the place, you're like, okay, I should probably clear up that we're completely fine. Yeah. But it's crazy that people just jump to those conclusions anyway. Yeah. they. Justin is a very passionate person. We've known that for a very long time. So you really have no idea what he could have, like, could have been about anything. I said to you, if I was caught in public like speaking to somebody it could very well look like i'm yelling at them as well yeah <laughs> like it's just so I don't, I don't know i i think that this is really blown out of proportion yeah jason sudeikis did an interview with gq magazine where he opened up about his split with olivia wilde for the first time and also opened up about that sweatshirt he wore during the golden globes yeah it, it's it's been a big year for jason sudeikis because not only is his career life you know his his acting ted lasso all those things doing so well getting the accolades winning the awards uh but his personal life absolutely put on display as well there was a lot of questions that i think everybody's had because olivia wilde has not done some big profile or anything like that to talk about it but this is the first time one of them has referenced it jason zdega said that you know he hit rock bottom it was tough very hard for him but it's just like in a year, it comes smaller, and then in five years, it's a little blip. Like you just said, you know, over time, it'll get better and better. I do think he is dating someone now, um, the girl that everybody thought he Keely. was dating, Keely, yes. And the one thing that I think a lot of people attach to what he said, which is what we've debated many times when this first happened, was when did Jason and Olivia actually split? And he's adamant that the split was November 2020. Now, the the stories that were circulating when November 2020 hit was, oh, they've been broken up all... It's been... They've been separated all year, and this is just now when it's been coming out publicly. Um, now, I don't know if he's just... Didn't want to say, like, things were rocky beforehand, but he straight up said, you know, November 2020. And that... It's just... Murky waters. <laughs> Our man's Harry Styles might have stole Jason Sudeikis' girl. Yep. That's what we He did steal Jason Sudeikis' <laughs> girl. He Harry Styles stole well, Jason Sudeikis' he, girl. In this profile, he said November 2020, right? Yes, that's yes. what But I'm, like, what, I thought that didn't overlap. It, it it's, overlaps it's, entirely. It's when Harry and Olivia were filming their movie. Oh, it shit. is the exact overlap that everybody... Wanted yeah. to pinpoint on Harry, and we were like, "Oh no, what are?" It wasn't until like that? January 2021 that they went that they were like seen more yeah. like as a couple out together. Yes, but I think here's the thing: if 
Olivia Wilde met Harry Styles and then went to Jason and said, I can't be with you anymore. And then Harry and, and Olivia pursued a relationship. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Fucked up. Yes. But understandable, I guess. Here's the thing, though, because I could see this being either situation. And I know this is crazy because we're talking about Harry Styles and Jason Sudeikis, but I can see somebody being with Harry Styles for so long. Right, ten years. Mm-hmm. They're married to Harry Styles for ten years. They, all of a sudden, they meet funny guy Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, and yeah, maybe yeah. they want a little piece of Jason. Yeah, this is the opposite. Jason and Olivia were together so long. She meets Harry Styles. Yeah. She wants a little piece of Harry Styles. Yeah, and I just want Harry and Jason to be on okay terms. I don't want these two men to hate no, each other because I, I love I them both. It. I, I I feel like there though there had to have been cracks in the foundation between yeah. Harry. I mean between um, Jason and Olivia and. That kind of does seem to be the case where there were rumors that, you know, they one wanted to be in New York, one wanted to be in L.A. They were just struggling, like, career-wise, balancing all that together. And for Harry right now, think about, like, pandemic world. He's not touring. He's not, you know, he's working on music, but he can do that anywhere. So it's like he could be wherever Olivia is, Wherever she wants to be or needs to be, whatever. They're filming. They're working together. They're in Italy. They're, you know, filming this movie. And Jason is, you know, back and forth to London. He's filming Ted Lasso. They just have so much going on. Conflicting schedules. Yeah, where it could get tough. And I I can't imagine uh, getting attention from Harry Styles is an easy thing. (laughs) It's probably not easy at all to be, oh, my God, you're in your... In a relationship, and then all of a sudden Harry Styles comes in and fancies you. I was going to say, you said I'm that there sure might have been... I'm pretty sure it's literally every fan fiction ever written about Harry Styles. You said there might have been cracks in the foundation, but I feel like there's certain people who, like, they could have had a completely solid foundation, and then, like, yeah, Harry I'm, Styles yeah. is just Harry Styles. Like, yeah. And he creates and, like, the he, biggest crack. He shattered. <laughs> yeah. He yes. shattered it. Exactly. Listen, I am still... <laughs> Here's the thing I want to be honest, though. Like, if this was any other person besides Harry Styles, like, say... This was Olivia Wilde and Channing Tatum. Yeah. I'd be like, really? Like, yeah, come yeah, on, yeah. Olivia. You're going to leave Jason Sudeikis for Channing Tatum. Like, yeah, he's hot. But, like, yeah. he's not Jason Sudeikis. He's not funny like Jason yeah. Sudeikis. I just can't be Look, saying that about a, Harry Styles. A, yeah, it's I just, can't. I the man is is so charismatic in every way. He's in a league of his own. He really What if is. it came out that they just had an affair? Like, w- would you still feel that way? Ah, uh, I would be disappointed in Harry. I, I would. I would say you couldn't respect the relationship that you knew she had with Jason. Yeah. I would feel more bad for Jason Sudeikis and Jason. Call me. It's just yeah. It's just it's <laughs> like, just hard because then it's like well, it's a little more Olivia. Olivia is engaged. You know, it's but I don't. It's know. It's a live. It would be Olivia's wrongdoing, but it it in would also be Harry's yeah. wrongdoing. Yeah, knowing. I mean, he would he would be a homewrecker. He would be called a homewrecker, but Olivia would be way more in the wrong. Yeah. I, it's it's tough. This I feel like this shit happens with celebrities and in Hollywood all the time, but just because it's fucking Harry Styles, it's a whole different story. It's a whole thing. And I'd also like to mention Jason said he was neither high or heartbroken during the Golden yep. Globes while he wore that tie-dye sweatshirt, yep. which I thought was a hilarious line. Like, he wasn't high or heartbroken. I'm going to start using that. Yeah. Might it be high, a, though. 
Anytime it, your eyes are just glazing. Yeah, you're I'm like, not I'm high, not or, high or, or heartbroken, but he might really be high. did frame this whole interview and props to you know his team and and who works for him because it really was like a phoenix rising from the ashes like article. Whereas like he you know Ted Lasso has been taken off and it was such a great year, such a successful year, but you know there was the rock bottom moment, and he said. I think if you have the opportunity to hit a rock bottom, however you define that, you can become 412 bones or you can land like an Avenger. I personally have chosen to land like an Avenger. Doesn't mean when you blast back up, you're not going to run into a bunch of shit and have to, you know, fight things to get back to the heights that you are at. But I take that over 412 bones any day. He said there is a power in falling apart as long as you can get back up. He said because we all know that a bone up to a certain age, when it heals, it heals stronger. So, I mean, it's not a knock. Not to knock anybody that doesn't land like an Avenger, but there's strength in that too. So, fuck yeah, Jason! Jason, Jason back knows a lot up. about bones. Yeah, <laughs> four hundred twelve. He's like got very specific. Fuck yes, Jason Sudeikis. We're rooting for you. And I thought this was a good interview. Yeah, quite a story from Megan Fox. She has been nonstop in the news. We've seen it, but she went on Jimmy Kimmel Live and talked about a trip that she took to Costa Rica with Machine Gun Kelly where they drank ayahuasca? Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Yeah, ayahuasca. I want to make fun of you so bad since you just... I mean, ayahuasca and ayahuasca is not that far off. No, I know, but people will hear it in the trivia on Monday that... I got made fun of for mispronouncing something. And uh, we brought it up with can the, rest I tell of the group. You, Marty was peeing his pants. I laughing. literally got destroyed over there yeah. at, at the desks. Like they were like, Are you, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. So, but no, I said I still had your back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they wanted to do this in what she said was the proper setting with the indigenous people and that the experience induces auditory and visual hallucinations and is to treat various ailments like anxiety, trauma, and more. Um, she said that the location is known for catering to celebrities who want to go on a spiritual journey. She said she th- was thinking it was like glamping, like it was going to be some kind of five-star experience. Then she said, but you get there and you really are in the middle of the jungle and you don't get to eat after like 1 p.m. You have to walk a very far distance to get your water and you can't shower because they're in a drought. There was nothing glamorous about it and it's all a part of making you vulnerable. So you sort of surrender to the experience. The ceremony, which included 20 other people, um, began with the group vomiting up the contents of their stomach by drinking lemongrass tea. So you vomit a certain amount until they let you get back with everyone else. Uh, you're cheering on everyone as they throw up. And then she said that the ceremony lasts three nights, but on her second night, she went to hell for eternity in a hallucination. She said, just knowing it's eternity is torture in itself because there's no beginning, middle, or end, so you have a real ego death. Okay, so here's the thing. So, Wild. So Her own version of hell. DMT is like the main ingredient in ayahuasca, so people talk about doing DMT all the time, and I feel like people yeah. know the name DMT more than they know the name ayahuasca. After hearing this story about Megan Fox, mm-hmm. I will never do it. I have thought about doing it yeah. plenty of times because I people say that they have had very cool experiences. I know people personally that have done it a bunch of times and say it's the best thing that they've yeah. ever done in their lives. Just the, the small risk of entering hell for eternity mm-hmm. scares the ever-living shit out of me. I don't even want to yep. take that risk. Correct. Because it's also one of those things that you will come out of. Yeah. But you don't know when you're coming out of it. And... um. 
somebody and that, you could be legitimately changed. Yeah, and somebody that I know that has done it says that like it can last for like five minutes, but you can feel like you That's were in it for TMC. fucking hours. <sighs> it lasts for like less than ten minutes, but you it feels like ten days. Like, yeah, it you, feels it feels like really long. You've yeah. spent an entire it's trip in wild there. to me, man. I cannot I wrap my brain around that. Someone said they like that. lived like a whole life. They got married, like all this yes. stuff, and they woke up and it I, was all not real. Nope. No, nope. to, to me that's just too far too much. gone. Too, too much. much. Too much. I'm gonna stick to shrooms. Those make me feel happy. Too much. But I'm sure someone could say I took too many shrooms and did this. It felt the same way. There right, has been, a, but yeah, and I, but that's also also about like controlling how much. Yes, yeah. and also with shrooms, like you Take. know that's going to be an hours long ordeal. This is minutes long, and it feels like you could have been there for years. Like that's what terrifies Wild me. To wrap my, I can't really. And my brain can't you may that. end up like Megan Fox, where you think you're going to see cool aliens. Like people talk about like yeah. interacting with aliens and um, figuring out like your own confronting like your own ego it's and definitely your own what personality. Demi was in the desert, seeing the aliens. Yeah. Could have been DMT. Yeah, very possible it was DMT. Yeah. So that's what scares me. The whole thing. Not knowing what you are going to get out of your experience doesn't make me feel good, and it's not something I want to dabble in. Like, and how any does... drug that makes you throw up, I don't want to take that. Like, well, that's not true because shrooms you could throw up from shrooms because it's basically like poisoning your stomach. But shrooms yeah. are fine, in my personal opinion. I know, I just don't like like throwing up. Yeah, I mean, it's not guaranteed you're going to throw up. This you have, like, this is like yeah, that's you what I'm saying. That's like part so of the it's... experience. The the hallucinations, man. The I just. I can't get behind it. I just can't. I, I can get behind some, and I can't get behind. I yeah. I don't care. Other people do it. Like yeah, you yeah, do yeah. you. Fucking do it. And let me know what happens. Yeah. Myself though, putting myself in that situation scares the shit out of me because I don't know. You don't know. You don't. You, Megan Fox thought she was gonna have a great time, and she ended but, up but, in hell. But I don't think it was a bad experience. Like she said, that the experience surpassed any kind of like talk therapy or hypnotherapy she's done she said because it just goes straight into your soul it takes you to the psychological prison that you hold yourself in well there are a lot of studies about how these drugs can really help people with like ptsd and other mental health issues unlocking things unlocking things i I mean this one girl i know said it like she did ayahuasca she went on like the whole trip and she's like I had really bad anxiety before, and she's like, it's gone. Like, it literally cured her anxiety. Like, Aspirin, wow. what happened to me after I did shrooms? And, yeah, and that's true. It's like my anxiety just, yeah. I don't know what happened, kind of just yeah. not like, as... still? I feel great. Like, I had a lot of anxiety, did yeah. shrooms a couple times, and I'm not saying, like, oh, 100%, that's the reason why, but I feel like it definitely helped a lot. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah. I don't know. Right now, people are getting back to work. People are coming back to their offices. You know, we've been back at our office. Other people are starting to go back. Maybe you're still working from home. But Health Pass by Clear has something to make sure that everyone feels safe going back to work. Health Pass by Clear gives you the confidence to bring your employees back together by letting your team securely and easily link their vaccine information to their Health Pass to help ensure a safe return to the workplace. It's secure and it takes just a few minutes. Your team can enroll in the Clear app on their mobile phones and opt in to create a Health Pass in just minutes. 
And like I said, gets everyone back working safely, confidently. Let everyone know you're vaccinated. Put it in. Boom. Everybody knows if your employee has their phone, then they can have their health pass on them. So you can reach out to the team at Clear so they can work with you to get your employees back together safely, easily, and quickly. Go to clearme.com slash health pass. That's C-L-E-A-R-M-E dot com slash health pass. Once again, C-L-E-A-R-M-E dot com slash health pass. Okay, pretty wild story here with Millie Bobby Brown and this TikToker Hunter Echo. He is 21, I believe, now. Millie Bobby Brown is now 17. But he was claiming on Instagram Live during a live stream that they were a couple. She was 16. He was 20. And he was living in her house with her parents, lived there for eight months. And he went on to like explicitly detail their sexual relationship sucking dick like really graphic shit that like should not be in the same conversation with Millie Bobby Brown and he was drunk it looked like he was drinking and he said it got it got worse and worse as the live stream went on and he basically was like I watched the clip he really sounds like he's bragging about like grooming her like I don't know if he even knows what grooming is because he said it in a way that was like yeah I groomed her it was like I was like oh you're you are you using this properly? Like, do you understand the term that you're using? Oh, I it's think, not a good term. I think he knew. And I think he knew it wasn't a good term and yeah, still used it. This kid really, really fucked up. Um, and there's been a lot of questions on, like, is what's accurate, what's not. Because there are pictures of Hunter and Millie Bobby Brown um, together. Because it's like, were they really dating? Is he, like, is he kind of lying about all this? What's true? What's not? But there are a bunch of pictures, like, more than just one of them posing together. Uh, there's, like, a kiss on there's the cheek one. There's one of him kissing him on the cheek. Yeah. Kissing so on the cheek. I see that now. They clearly know each other. And if they did have some kind of relationship, the fact that he went on and said this all publicly is so gross and terrible and, and violating Poor Millie Bobby Brown, honestly. This shit is I know. fucked up. Honestly, when I first heard the story, I was like, what are you saying? What yeah. are you telling me? This whole thing is so weird. But I'm looking at these pictures now of them together in the past, and it seems right. like they may have been some friends. Some kind or of friendship. Some kind of friendship, yeah. whatever it was. But regardless, you do not get on Instagram Live and say not a single thing that came out of his mouth. Don't even speak about her in general. Yeah. Just really disgusting and vile to talk about her in this way. And it's it's really very creepy. creepy I hope and, she's like, I like hope a, she's okay because that yeah that must be kind of traumatic to be just going about your business all of a sudden you hear this guy that you may have had a relationship maybe not maybe yeah. you were friends and you hear him saying this disgusting shit about you terrible and on top of that like she has been so vocal about how like online bullying has affected her mental health and how um, she's so hypersexualized online and she's still so young. And, like, taking breaks from social media because she's, you know, posting pictures. And it's, like, these guys, like, older guys saying these really inappropriate things about her. She's underage. And to think that, you know, if... I mean, he said it. If he this guy was grooming her and they were in some kind of relationship and now, like, 
he is putting all of this out there for the world. And is is he just like some absolute dumbass? I don't know. He's like, oh, her parents knew about everything. Like, they can't come after me. They can't sue me. Like, whatever. It was all really bizarre and seemed like he oh, was Oh, her an parents know idiot. about you talking about her sucking your dick? Like, yeah, that's I disgusting. Know. I know. It's like, he. I guess saying that he lived in the... He was living in their house, but Jeez. she has not said anything about it. I hope she never does because she does not need to address this in any form. Um, they, her reps said to TMZ that uh, this kid Hunter, his he goes by Echo, but his last name is Ekimovich, I think Ekimovich. Um, he said that his remarks on social media are not only dishonest, but also are irresponsible, offensive, and hateful. Instead of engaging in a public discourse with him through the press or on social media, we are taking action to ensure that he stops this behavior once and for all. Um, I'm pretty sure his like other social media has been taken down. He has 1.6 million followers on TikTok. He, like I said, said that he was groomed her, and then he also said everything I did was completely legal, and it was approved by everybody that I was with. How the fuck could there be a lawsuit? Her mom and dad knew about everything. I don't know. It's he and of course he went on a live stream afterwards. Um, after that night, apologized. Is this kid it was, on it wasn't even like know. a good apology. It was a terrible apology. Was, he, he, he basically apologize. apologized he for the live drunk. stream. Yeah, like he like, didn't apologize like to Millie or saying anything about Millie, saying I shouldn't have said those things. He basically said that he was not proud of the live stream. He said the live stream. I'm sorry for. I'm not proud of it all. How I spoke. So it's instead of being like. Oh, I'm really sorry for how I treated Millie and um, potentially like really damaging her mm. and talking about her. It was like, oh, I regret like doing that on a live stream. What a piece of shit. This kid seems like he's has something seriously wrong with him to even to even get drunk and do that to me isn't really an excuse. Like, yeah. I, I don't care that you were drunk. Even when you're drunk, you should know that you shouldn't be saying any of those things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like she's so young. I did. There was a USA Today article that I saw that was um, the headline was like how we've all failed Millie Bobby Brown because it's just like this. She came. It's the same shit with the same young girls who go who get so famous so quickly when they're so young and they hit like 16 and all of a sudden like men think that they're like adults and that they can comment on their bodies and make really gross remarks and you know all things like that i feel like it really um is comparable to you know billy eilish and everything mm-hmm. that she has said about it and how like she has tried to like change the narrative and own and not be like i'm not i'm gonna own my body my body is my body i love my body and i'm not like yeah it, it's i'll put it out there the way i want to to put it out there because for M- millie it's just so hard and she's been so vocal about it that like it's been so hard for her and this fucking ass comes out and does this gross he should be kicked off tiktok even though yeah he won't be but he should be (laughs) i there should be severe repercussions for doing something like this and i don't know if that's legal action if that's possible i saw tmz said that like they did check with the lapd or something like that like if there was any ongoing cases and there wasn't at the moment but you never know we got a great interview with Tess and Barbara who run um, Britney's Graham. They've got a great podcast. They really were at the forefront of the Free Britney movement. We talked to them on Tuesday of this week. So obviously there was a hearing on Wednesday. We want to let you guys know that we recorded this before that. But because of Wednesday, we now know that Britney is going to be able to hire her own lawyer. Fuck yeah. 
Um, this guy is supposed to be some fucking big wig, honcho, lawyer, Matthew uh, Rosengart is his name. There was one quote that I saw that was awesome, and I want to find it because he's worked with um, he's worked with Sean Penn before. And Sean Penn recently told the Times that he is a, quote, tough as nail street fighter with a big brain and bigger principles. Fuck yes. That just makes me want to put my that's fist in my hand. Of, that's the kind of guy you want uh, representing Britney Spears here. So it looks like things are moving in the right direction. And it does seem like Britney herself is really opening up and becoming more vocal and maybe be actually being able to take more control. I don't know if the people who are like running her social media realize that shits at the fan and mm. they should just let her post what she wants because she posted instagram she's like doing cartwheels and dancing around and she's riding a horse and she just um wrote about how happy that she is after the day and she literally put the free hashtag free britney in her caption which she's obviously never done before acknowledging that this is happening she said coming along folks coming along with the middle finger emoji and wrote, now with real representation today, I feel gratitude and blessed. Thank you to my fans who are supporting me. You have no idea what it means to me um, to be supported by such awesome fans. God bless you all. This is me celebrating by horseback riding and doing cartwheels today. Hashtag free Britney. And Sam, her boyfriend, commented, internet is about to explode. Hashtag free Britney. I got chills. I know. Look I, my, look, I, I have look at, from just <laughs> That's crazy. I know. I literally, I also just. Stop it. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm, it's just seems to be like moving in the right direction um there was she did speak during the hearing again Brittany she called in and really like railed into her dad even more saying like basically she wants to um sue him for conservatorship abuse mm. and all these things so she has she's a woman with a plan at this point she's got her own representation things are looking good and we will get into all of that and more with Tess and Barbara Rhea Fran, how many times during the pandemic did you talk to someone, maybe a friend, maybe an acquaintance, coworker, whatever it is, and you're like, "Oh, it's so crazy, can't go anywhere. When this is all over, let's grab a beer." <sighs> Too many endless. to count. <laughs> endless, endless, endless. And guess what? Bars are starting to open up. It's time to hold your friends accountable. Those people who said, "Hey, let's grab a beer," they thought they could get away with it. Just let it slide. No, no, no. no. Let's drink, motherfuckers. It's time to follow through. You can just take a screenshot of a message from a friend saying you should get a beer when this is over. Share it on social with hashtag Time for that beer. Then head time to the bar. For that beer. Yep. <laughs> then head to the bar. Upload your receipt for a beer from one of the brands listed above, which is. Miller Lite, Coors Light, Blue Moon, Peroni, and more. You can go to timeforthatbeer.com to see all the beers listed. Um, and you can see them all at timeforthatbeer.com slash rebate. And guess what? The beer will be on course if you go and do all of those things. So we're all about holding your friends accountable. Don't let your friends off the hook for that. Hey, yeah, let's get a beer afterwards. You thought they were going to forget. Nope. Time to do it. And they're making it so, so easy to do that because, like I said, you can just take a screenshot of the message, upload it, hashtag time for that beer, get that receipt from the bar, check out timeforthatbeer.com slash rebate to learn more. And it's time, you know, we can get back to the bars. So many of these bars were hit so hard during the pandemic. They want to help those people and those bars uh, return safely this summer. So I'm ready. I'm going to take you to get a beer. We're getting a beer tonight. Going to take you to get a beer. I'm probably going to upload my receipt, put it on course. 
So go to timeforthatbeer.com to get the beer you said you would get on us. All right, everyone, we are here with two very special guests. We have Tess Barker and Barbara Gray. Their new podcast, Toxic, the Britney Spears story, comes out July 20th. They are investigating Britney Spears' life, and we are going to dive into it with them. Thank you guys for joining us. Thanks for having us. Of course. Sorry, we should have told you, actually, it already, we pushed up the date, so it's already out. It's out now. You can hear the first three episodes. It's out now. Amazing. So we thought July 20th, but you can listen to it now. (laughs) Super exciting. Um, You guys have been following Britney very, very closely for a very long time. Your um, Britney's Graham account has been at the forefront of the Free Britney movement, and we would love for you guys to just kind of explain how this all started and how you guys got so involved in Britney's life and trying to get this message out there. Yeah, I mean, this wasn't something that we actually really ever saw coming. We started um, a few years, I guess now it's four years ago, uh, Babs and I started what we thought was a comedy podcast about Britney's Instagram. Uh, we had a text thread going with with a bunch of girlfriends where we were always just kind of weighing in on what we thought her different posts meant. Uh, and we were at brunch one day and Babs was like, what if we started a podcast where all we do is like way overanalyze her Instagram posts? Um, so we started Britney's Gram and that's what it was. Uh, but we knew sort of a we knew a little bit about Britney's conservatorship, but really not the details of it or anything. So we were always sort of looking at her post through that lens. Uh, and then after we've been doing the podcast for a couple of years, I was doing show notes for an episode and I found a, something saying that one of Britney's conservators was going to court to seek a raise. And as I started looking at this petition that he had filed, he was talking about like the reasons he deserved a raise. And some of these reasons were things like Britney was doing so well. She was being so productive. She was performing so much. And I just thought, well, isn't that kind of a contradiction? Does she need this conservatorship if if in fact she's so high functioning? Um, So it just kind of set off some spidey senses. And I just felt really compelled to go to that hearing. So I went to that hearing and uh, that sort of got Babs and I very, very interested in what was going on with Britney's conservatorship. Babs, I'll let you take it from here, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, so that's when Britney's Graham itself kind of became more investigative. And um, then we just started looking more and more into it. And then, like, you know, she kind of, she canceled her Vegas residency, basically. And then she disappeared. There was yeah. no sign of her anywhere. So on the podcast, we were like, oh, where is she? Where is she? And then the news broke that she was in a mental health facility and that she'd been there for a week. And we were like, is that true? Because she's been seems like she's been gone for a long time. And we got a whistleblower voicemail from a paralegal who had worked, you know, with a firm that worked on her case saying she's actually been there for much longer. She's being held against her will. And so we were like, oh, God, what do we do with this? You know, um, had to decide if we wanted to share with the world. And we decided to. So we released that episode and called it Free Britney, and that kind of set off this, like, you know, big Free Britney thing then, and that was April 2019. And it's just kind of snowballed from there. Um, And then, you know, the documentary came out, and then obviously Britney herself spoke in court a few weeks ago. So, yeah, it's just been a a roller coaster ride, and like Tess said, something we never necessarily (laughs) expected to be doing. Now, are you guys huge Britney Spears fans, or were you just very interested in what was going on with her life and her Instagram? Because I think her Instagram was a hot topic of conversation because people were thrown off by the videos she was posting. Everyone was wondering, is this really her? The captions, does it make sense? Big fans are just concerned. I would say that I'm have always been definitely yeah, a really big Britney fan. I've seen her five times in concert. I love pop stars in general, but she's my fave. I've always been a Britney girl. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm a big Britney fan. I think like in context now, having met a ton of huge Britney fans, I can see, you know, right. obviously there's super fans and there's fans. So I don't know like every detail about every, you know, court or court court outfit she's worn. Actually, I do know that. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, those are really cute. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, no, definitely big Britney fans. And I think that's why. I think, you know, there's a lot of people making stuff about about what's going on now. And it's all good because everything is good that brings visibility to it. But with our project, I think it's good. It's made by Britney fans because I think we have a certain appreciation for her and um, and like kind of the person that we lost almost as far as them kind of putting her away and locking her away and things like that. You kind of have seen, you know, just it kind of the Britney that we knew and loved kind of get lost in that. So I think it was definitely fans that would come to her, you know, yeah. her aid in some way. It makes sense. Yeah. It's crazy that you said, you know, April 2019 and and here we are uh, over two years later and it feels like people are just starting to learn more about this and learn what's going on. And because Brittany actually spoke and everything's blown up so much, I... I have so many questions to ask you on your opinions on on how this has all gone down, but I want to start with, I guess, how you guys feel um, about all the articles now that are being written. I know, like, the New Yorker article came out last week that was massive and I feel like had a lot of information that maybe people didn't know about. Is that kind of things, though? Like, when you guys read those articles, do you think, oh, we kind of had a feeling that all of this was going on or is it shocking to you to read now? Yeah. So Babs and I, since we, you know, released that big whistleblower voicemail yeah. after that happened, we started getting a lot of direct messages from people. Um, we got hit up, you know, some of them were people that, you know, we're full of shit or whatever, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, but, sure. but some of them were legitimate leads. And so we have been talking to people that were close to the situation now for a couple of years. So, um, I think our biggest surprise, like with Britney's testimony and with the Ronan Farrow and Gia Tolentino piece was that like, oh, yeah, it's finally out there. But I don't know that it was information that really shocked either of us. Yeah, no, it was um, it wasn't. Yeah. Shocking, I would say. I think it was just. Yeah, validated, yeah. you know, everything that ever even even stuff that we didn't know for sure and had, would guess, you know, it was like, OK, well, yeah, that's all true. So. Yeah, it was, I mean, of course, still disturbing to read. I mean, it's an extremely, like, disturbing situation. Were you guys hesitant to release any information because you were scared about what somebody maybe in, like, Britney's family would do? Because obviously we hear a lot about Jamie Spears, who we all think is a bad guy at this point. Were you afraid of that? Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, at first, yeah. you know. Yeah, it was like we were taking a big risk, and we... We thought, you know, I mean, the thing with that is they can't, we were like, they can't sue us if it's true. And, you know, right. We didn't get sued. Right. So, and then also <laughs> Brittany said in court herself that she backed up, you know, what had been said. Um, but I think like after a while, yeah, we were scared of that at first, but now it's like, obviously, you know, it's, it's obviously so true. It's like they, they can't stop the train. Right. So. Right. And I, yeah, and I but, feel like there was people at the time because obviously we talked a lot about this when it was mm-hmm. all happening and, and you guys started talking about it. It was like people were jumping in being like, oh, why are people assuming what's going on in Britney Spears' life? It's not it's not right to just assume. But there was some weird shit being posted. So you guys were actually on to something. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, especially, you know, now what knowing what we know about how restricted she's been in terms of the media interviews that she's been able to give and her ability to actually speak candidly about the conservatorship for really the last 13 years, her Instagram was this little kind of like portal. It was in a lot of ways her most direct connection to the rest of us. And we know now from the New Yorker piece that there's obviously some filtration that's going on there. But I still think I think that because we were fans, we kind of sensed that. Because Brittany actually has a long history of communicating with us. You know, she had her letters of truth that she would put out sort of in the early aughts. Um, And yeah, she's always been someone that was very honest with her fan base. So I think we sort of did pick up on that a little bit. Yeah. When it comes to her Instagram and how it is going now, what do you guys think of all the constant references to the color red? Mm. Okay, so I do have a theory about okay. this. She had a post about a year and a half ago where she it was like a picture of the ocean and she broke down like what different colors mean. And in that post, she said that red represents anger. So that's kind of I kind of feel like that's her being like, fuck you guys. I'm coming back. I'm done being fucked with. I think it's kind of like her telling us that like she's ready to fight. and She's really like ready to step in the ring. That's a good theory. How do you guys put this stuff together? Yeah. Like, I, you know, do you just have that's all? That's Tess. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, well, you guys have become like investigative journalists, pretty much. I, I would love to know the process of how you guys have put together the toxic, the Britney Spears story because it's extremely in depth. Yeah. Um, well, Tess, you know, has a background doing some investigative journalism and stuff, so I think that's why we're here in the yeah. first place. You know, she was following that lead. And um, and so I, I definitely learned how to do it like on the fly, sort of. Uh, and you just have to go. You just have to pay attention, really. You, like look at, you know, we read court documents all day. We analyze things. You try to get people to come on the record. You if people won't come on the record, you see if they'll back up facts for you that you need to be checked. You know, I mean, that was one of the most difficult things about doing this show is that People have very heavy NDAs that they've right. signed and people are scared to come speak. And so, you know, you kind of have to work in this weird web of of things. And, and even though now things are becoming better where people are coming forward, I think people are still scared because they might be in the entertainment industry. They don't want to step on toes and those kind of things. So, yeah, it's challenging. I mean, it's basically the way we put it together is the show is a 10 part series and it's um it's like making a TV show. We write we rewrite we look at the interviews we want to use we rewrite it we redo it again you fact check and yeah it's a lot of work now when it comes to ndas obviously i know what they are but (laughs) if you are to like cover their face you don't show somebody's face and you alter their voice does that go against the nda or are they allowed to do that I don't think they're allowed to do that, but they would then, I mean, I think it would be hard to track down if you totally anonymize someone. How would you know whether that was the person that had broken on their NDA? Right. Right. Yeah. It's like they would have to give enough information identifying themselves and then maybe they could be, but yeah. Yeah. Who's the closest person that you guys have spoken to to Britney's camp? In Britney's camp? Yeah. Um... In Britney's have... camp, that's that's a pretty uh, yeah, I was gonna say, a pretty tight. steel wall there. Yeah. So yeah. you know, Viv- Vivian Thorine, who's one of Jamie's lawyers, was on framing Britney Spears on that documentary. Mm-hmm. But she at the time wasn't working for Jamie. You know, she'd previously been on the team, and then after that, she went back. So she's currently working there, and she's been kind of their their like spokesperson. But she's really the only person who's spoken at all, and 
yeah, not, has not answered our request. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've interviewed people that knew Brittany in different phases in her life, people that have worked with her. So definitely people that have been close to Brittany. But in terms of like current conservatorship, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we don't. Uh, yeah, it's a not a lot of interest in talking to us for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah very understandable. Um, so I'm also curious what you guys think of the family dynamic right now, because there's been a lot of heat on Jamie Lynn Spears. She mm-hmm. has not really spoken about Britney until after Britney spoke. And then five days later, it was like, you know, she went on her Instagram story and uh, was very defensive. And she's still kind of dropping hints here or there. I know yesterday, I think she posted, uh, you know, an Instagram story that was like, oh, gifts from Auntie. Then tagged Britney that, that, that Britney had sent some things for, for her daughters. How, what is your impression on Jamie Lynn Spears and how involved, like how in the know do you think she has been? Because it really, she likes to make it seem like she is very supportive of her sister. I mean, I found that Instagram story, whatever you want to call it, apology uh, yeah. statement. Uh, <laughs> I found it, I found it pretty disingenuous. You know, I think what I agree. I think what we all heard Brittany say and, and read from her transcripts were, were, were just flat out abuse. Yeah. Flat out human rights violations. And so for her to say things like she can move to Mars and have a million babies, it's like you're really not recognizing the gravity of the situation. And I don't know. I have a sister who I'm very close to. And I'll say I would be much more vocal and much more um, defensive of her if if God forbid she was in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie Lynn also, um, you know, is someone who's trying to be in the entertainment industry still and right. has, has a book same... coming out. Mm-hmm. Well, called, yeah, which has she... a Britney lyric in it. Which yeah. Is like. I think they I think they asked that pretty fast but yeah, yeah it was supposed to be like <laughs> but um yeah you know she her business manager is the same person who you know was in charge Lou Taylor who was in charge of a uh, Britney's estate for a long time and so I think that you know I could see there being a conflict of interest for Jamie Lynn to try and speak up because she might you know not get right. as represented as she'd like do you so. think she's getting any money from it Yes. <laughs> I mean, she was appointed as trustee of Britney's Trust for quite a time, which is something that you can take a fee for. I mean, I don't know how much money uh, the the Zoe 101 residuals are bringing in. <laughs> that's shady, but it's true. <laughs> no, look, I, that's fair. I think it's something that, um, you know, like you guys said, she's still very clearly in the entertainment industry and has made references to, like, still trying to, to make money and people think that she has all this money and she doesn't. I think she and... said she was broke. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she, <laughs> I think she threw that one out there. Yeah. So uh, that's to say you're broke like makes me think you're even more guilty. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> totally. Right. You're like even more involved um, in some way. And now I think that some of the biggest questions we have now, too, and is where do we go from here? Because we've heard Britney speak and we know what has been happening and we can tell how terrible it all is but is there now a way out because it still feels like this could be ongoing for quite some time it's it's funny to hear you sorry just just for you to phrase it in the way that is there a way out because one of our um favorite old britney instagram posts that we pontificated on was a photo it was like uh what what c was it it's like the Mediterranean, I think. Or? Yeah, it's like a wall with a, a, a square in it, like, and you can see the sea through this wall. And the caption was, "There is always a way out." <laughs> we always thought we were always like, "What's going on yeah. here?" Um, 
But yeah, you know, there's a hearing tomorrow, actually, uh, Wednesday the 14th. And in it, there's supposed to be a lot of things decided. You know, apparently Brittany's been talking to some seemingly badass lawyer right. who, you know, we're hoping could really help her. I mean, I think that that's her way out. I think that getting yeah. a true legal advocate for her is you know, what's going to help her get out of this thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that's been one of the most infuriating and frustrating and frankly disgusting aspects of Britney's case is that she's, for all that she is Britney Spears and this very powerful celebrity, she's got this guy working for her who she didn't choose, who's not at all, doesn't at all seem to be advocating for her interests. And so, of course, nothing was changing. You know, first of all, there was a huge conflict of interest. He's taking in this huge fee so long as she stays in this conservatorship. Um, But also, yeah, she needs someone who's going to get in there and just like be, you know, all John Grisham about it. Like, Your Honor, why the fuck are we even here? (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, I'm hopeful with this new guy. Sorry. No, we've been in in those hearings the last two years and that he's, you know, nary a a fist has been pounded on the desk in Britney's, (laughs) Britney's, uh, you know, defense. So, yeah, we're really hoping she can get a great lawyer and I think that will hopefully turn things around but conservatorships are notoriously hard to get out of and uh the burden proof is very very heavy on the conservatee and not you know the group of people she's paying all the time right yeah and you're almost like you you hope that she gets a great lawyer but you're like will she is somebody gonna stop that from happening what is Mm -hmm. she in control of at this point it's like nobody really knows the whole thing is very sad but you guys have done a really great job of investigating the whole thing what is the next step for you guys now just keep following along yeah i mean right now we're still in production on our show Mm -hmm. so we're sort of like we're very much kind of laser focused on that um and i think that'll that'll you know do a good job of getting the information that's pretty much going to be the summation of everything that we know for now um and then i guess yeah play it from here yeah play it by ear from there yeah, we're we've been, you know, it's interesting because we've been working on this podcast for a minute and we had no idea that we would be looking to put it out. Like we had no idea all the stuff would be going on, you know. Yeah. So it kind of changed. Like I said, we we ended up releasing it a little early because we we're like, oh, my God, we have to like get it out there and let people know like what's happening here. So it's a little more happening in real time than I think we anticipated and we're having to adapt as it goes. So, yeah, we're just like all hands on deck right now trying to you know, finish that, make it really good. And yeah, make it the place where we can really break it down for everyone because it's a really complicated situation. And also it's not, it you know, it's something that only doesn't only affect Britney and it's there's conservatorship abuse as a real problem in the U.S. in general. So it's something we also talk about in the show yeah. and we hope that people will take away from, you know, from that and just from the free Britney movement in general. Yeah, I, I think that has been a huge point in opening eyes of uh, for a lot of people on just what a conservatorship even is and mm-hmm. um, how it's a system that is so incredibly abused now uh, in this country. And I'm very excited to see, you know, follow you guys and what you're saying and this this podcast to show and, and learn what you guys have learned because uh, it's it's fascinating you get so involved in it people are now so incredibly supportive of Britney and want the best for her and I think now everybody just questions everyone around her I'm curious do you guys do we like Britney's boyfriend yeah yes. I do I trust him yeah okay. I mean because I, I knew that him, trust yeah, exactly <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> I because I knew that the day of the the day of the hearing where Britney spoke on June 23rd he posted a story where he was wearing a free Britney shirt 
with like a little lion icon. And so I think that's how we, that was our first inkling that things were going to go well that day. And I just feel like, you know, we know that Jamie doesn't like him, which right off the bat makes me like him. Um, (laughs) And no, I just, I just think he makes Brittany happy. Yeah. I think, I I think he's bringing, I'm I'm glad he's there because she obviously needs someone in her corner, you know, who she can lean on right now. So, yeah, I mean, I I have to admit I'm suspicious of any person who comes into Britney's scope just because of the nature of her life and her history and from what we've learned. For some reason, you know, shitty people are attracted to her. But I do think that, you know, I, I give him a thumbs up for now. So. And do you guys think she actually was in Hawaii? Because there was a whole confusing <laughs> thing after that. Some people were like, was she in Hawaii or was she not in Hawaii? That was wild. I don't know. They were like using old, it's like old photos. It was, I don't know. It's exhausting, y'all. Being a Britney fan is exhausting. <laughs> I do know that. Okay, so I will say... We know for sure she wasn't in Hawaii because there was a post the day before the hearing where she was like, I'm going to dinner tonight in Hawaii. But then paparazzi uh, photos showed her at a police station. And then we know from the New Yorker article that she was there making a report because of the testimony she was planning on giving. So, yeah. How do we know what to trust? But I do. okay about Hawaii. (laughs) This is why I do trust Sam, though, because like in his Instagram stories, they were on a jet together. So I guess I think that's the most like legit source, sadly, is Sam Asgari's. Yeah. Sam's, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> Sam, Sam's Instagram is, way, I don't know, seems way more just straightforward right. than hers. And, so. I, and it seems like it might actually be in real time. Because a lot of the things with Britney's posts, it's like, is this days old, weeks old? I mean, she posted a picture the other day, um, I think of her and Sam, that people were like, oh, this this is from a hike that they were on who knows when, because yeah. she also posted a similar picture around like Valentine's Day. So it, it's hard to know from on her side what is actually real time? And nobody or not. can control him. Like maybe they can control her, but realistically, right. he, he can be he scared. But has he's not in a conservatorship? Like he's yeah. his own. I mean, person. yeah. If you want a quick timeline on when a photo is posted, you hit up the Britney, the Britney Army. They are the fastest yeah. people I've ever. Oh my god! <laughs> amazing. <It's- laughs> yeah, that uh, the all the fan accounts have been so. They're on it unbelievable and informative and accurate and like even just like the live tweets coming out of um britney's testimony and when she was speaking it at it was just rapid fire actually mm-hmm. being able to hear what she said and then honestly i i've i've where do you guys think jamie spears is i there's i have like where is he in the world right now uh buffalo wild wings yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Those photos of him supposedly in that trailer, in that weird monster-themed office that he owns. I don't know. I don't trust any of the Jamies in the family because there's a lot of them, and I don't trust any of them. There's a lot of Jamies. Yeah, Yeah. too many Jamies. I'm sorry if your name's Jamie out there, but... Yeah, <laughs> they're in a circle in some dark cloak somewhere or something. That's like what I'm saying. Yeah, it's just it's been one of those things where you hear all these news and you and you see like TMZ reports from from Jamie and then you hear that Jamie's had the in with the uh, Harvey for and who all these all this stuff going on. But it's like who has actually seen Jamie Spears in the last year or so? I don't know if anybody has. No, and like Babs and I always like have this question too of like we know he's gotten he's taken a bunch of money from Britney. Yeah. Where is he spending it? You he always is wearing some like promotional monster energy drink hat, you know, hanging out at a gas station. Yeah. Like he's not I don't I don't know. Like if, for someone yeah. who's taken all this money from his daughter, he doesn't seem to be living a very fabulous life. It's just the power for him. Exactly. 
Oh, yeah. man. Well, it has been such a journey, and we really hope, like you guys said, that Brittany can move in the direction of getting a proper lawyer who can help her get out of all this. And we know that we can come to you guys for accurate reporting and to see what's going on. And for everybody that wants to listen and catch up on it, you can check out Toxic, the Britney Spears story hosted by Tess and Barbara. Uh, we are so thankful for you guys to come on and just chat with us about it. Give us some clarity. Thanks yeah, so much course. for having Thanks us, so- you guys. Yeah, thank you. Free Brittany. <laughs> Free Brittany. <laughs> All right, that wraps up today's episode of Chicks in the Office. We hope you have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the warm weather. Enjoy this summer. Live it up to the fullest, everybody. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And if you are listening on Apple or Spotify, subscribe there as well. We love you guys so very much, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Bye.